Welcome to the e-commerce lab by Ecomsi. This is the place for everything related to Amazon's private label and e-commerce. Learn exactly what you need to start or scale your business. Get insights from the top industry experts who will discuss the latest trends and best practices in the world of Amazon. From choosing products and sourcing from a supplier to setting up your Amazon account and marketing your business, you will hear it here. Let's get started. Here is your host, Vincenzo Toscano. Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Commerce Lab by Ecomsy, the place of everything related to Amazon FBA, private label, and e-commerce. My name is Vincenzo Toscano, founder and CEO of Ecomsy. And today we bring once more my friend, Ben Lerner, who is the co-founder of Econ Brokers, which are a, one of the top experts when it comes to helping you find the right route for exit for your Amazon business. He's also a serial entrepreneur. He had an amazing brand, Best Gear, which he exited a couple of years back. And for me, it's definitely a pleasure to have Ben today because he has a ton of knowledge when it comes to the Amazon space and e-commerce in general. And today, you know, I want to have an open conversation about what is happening in the space, what are the things that, you know, uh, we did as entrepreneurs to succeed in, in, in the Amazon space, and then just go from there and make a, a, a fun episode, you know? So, Ben, welcome to the show. How are you doing, my friend? I am really well. It's good to see you again, Vincenzo. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, it's a pleasure, man. I think only one week ago, we were partying here in London and <laughs> at a yeah. session, so it was a lot of fun, man, yeah? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a great event, you know? I think I've been to four or five, like I've been to every seller sessions basically yeah. since it started. And this was the first one I spoke at mm, and I had yeah. such a fun time. Um, yeah, I think the, the audience this year was great. So mm. many sellers, not too many. Much bigger as well. Was, uh, Much bigger as well. Yeah. Yeah. There was like, must've been, I don't know, 260, yeah. 280 people or something. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. I had a great time. Yeah. And everybody, like, I felt like this year, the community felt really nice. Like mm-hmm. no cliques. No little not peachy, not peachy. Yeah, everybody yeah. just helping each other and, and yeah. being, you know, lots of entrepreneurial spirit. I loved it. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I, I think uh, I totally agree. I think this is one of the first year that I have seen not only in self session, a lot of events. You know, uh, there's been a reduction of all this peachiness, and now it's becoming more and more community focus because we know what happened last couple of years so you know uh, yeah. so many service providers aggregators etc but yeah, yeah man i mean your your presentation was very nice i, I think people enjoyed it a lot and i think actually that's something that you know i would like to to cover today because i, I remember during um, your presentation basically everything that you show us is what uh, helped you to achieve the success that you had in your previous brand and what you're trying to doing with your business and I think we, we should start talking about what are the challenges, you know, that people is encountering right now selling on Amazon, because I think we're reaching an age in the Amazon space that, you know, the hacks are really not existing anymore. We need to go back to the basics, really focusing on branding, really focusing on bringing a nice product to the market. And I think that's where people are struggling because a lot of people in the past couple of years, they were having a success because of the tricks, because of the rebates, because of this, this and that. But I feel the market now is becoming more and more mature. And I feel that is what bringing so many challenges. I don't know if you agree with this point and, and, and what have you been seeing as well with all these brands you audit and so on. Yeah, yeah you're, you're totally right. You know, the challenges that we face now as e-commerce business owners, and let's, 
let's say Amazon sellers, right? If if we're going to assume that you own an e-commerce business and Amazon is one of your main sales channel, probably your yeah. main biggest sales channel, then the challenges we face are tough. It's much harder now than it used mm-hmm. to be. It's harder yeah. to rank. It's harder to get reviews. And Amazon is much more of a pay-to-play platform. That's right. And I think that the, the secret, and it shouldn't be a secret, yeah. but the secret to success is to, and I spoke about this in London, is to get outside of the Amazon goldfish bowl. Mm-hmm. So what I see, I see a lot of businesses come across my desk every day, either because people are coming to us at e-com brokers or they're just mm-hmm. coming to me for support. Yeah. And um, even now in 2023, and third-party selling on Amazon has existed now for almost a decade, even now um, I see far too much people just selling stuff uh-huh. and they're not enough actually building a brand. And so when I say the goldfish bowl and getting stuck in it, what I mean is you're just obsessed with purely the Amazon platform and it's you're constantly chasing sales there so like somebody buys you know product a from you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and instead of building a relationship with that customer so that then when they're ready they'll buy product b c d and e you're just chasing somebody else to buy product a again and that is not sustainable and so what i'm trying to coach people to do is actually treat their business with respect rather than Mm -hmm. like a side hustle and build a relationship with their customers so that they will love you and keep buying all your products Yes, totally agree. I think, uh, and and that's a mindset that you know, unfortunately, a lot of people still have in the Amazon space that we only focus on getting as many sales as possible, position your product organically. But at the end of the day, we only focus really on you know a transaction uh, a basis, like just making the sale and that's it. That actually building the community, the branding behind, like what is the extra value you're offering to that client. Uh, and that's a big mistake I see across the board. Whenever we do even audits with clients and everything, I totally agree. They just focus on product, 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 selling, selling, selling. But at the end of the day, what are you building? I mean, what is the end goal? It's only to make a few extra thousands in terms of revenue and that's it? Or you actually want to leave a legacy in your niche, in your community, etc. And I feel that's what is a lot of uh, brands are lacking on Amazon, which then at the end of the day, the only thing they have to compete uh, on is the pricing. And that's why you see all the margins going down, people killing each other with PPC, paying two, three pounds per click, and then it's a race to the yep. bottom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're, you're absolutely right. And um, what I'm trying to encourage people to do is think long-term, right? Mm-hmm. Rather than it be, okay, uh, this tool has told me that I should launch this product because there's not too many reviews, but there's uh, a decent amount of revenue available here. Yeah. Um, and there's not too much competition. You can, you can still even launch into a competitive niche provided you've got the cash flow to support it. But really it's about saying, okay, what am I building? Not what am I selling? Because you know, a, a brand is a group of products that solve problems for a particular group of people. And so it's asking, well, who are my people and what do I want to offer them rather than I'm just going to sell this product and then sell the next product because those two products probably aren't going to match up and the whole thing's not going to make sense. And ultimately, you know, you, the, uh, you mentioned there that I'm involved in the exit space. Well, ultimately, most of us are building these businesses to sell for a large payday later. Mm-hmm. You're not going to sell it if you just are selling a mishmash of stuff or <laughs> even if you are selling like a group of products that make sense. Let's say you're selling... Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 you have a scuba diving uh, business, right? You're selling scuba diving accessories. If it's not treated like a brand and you're not actually creating an experience for your customers and a relationship with them and providing them with any value, then 
you are going to find it way more difficult to grow and way more difficult to have returning customers and to demonstrate growth opportunities and to tell a compelling story to a buyer that they should buy your business when your competitor has a fantastic brand and raving fans and all you have is a mission, is a group of scuba stuff that, that people will occasionally buy, mm -hmm. um, it's going to be much harder to sell. Yes, yes. I think, uh, to be honest, one of the the reason I'm guessing, you know, most people really did that don't do it is, first of all, is the amount of extra work it takes because I feel the other issue I see in the Amazon space, which is taking a lot of people by surprise, is that, let's be honest, a couple of years back on Amazon, just by having, you know, a relatively okay product and launching some PPC, you will do okay, but now you actually need to do, as we are talking now, a proper brand. And I feel a lot of people realistically don't have the skill, you know, because they come from an era that you don't, you didn't really need to do this branding and this ecosystem outside of Amazon as well. Um, and being said this, I think it would be nice to ask you, like, how will your advice right now uh, an entrepreneur, you know, an Amazon seller that is struggling and they really want to build this, this brand and this ecosystem around the pro, right, and just selling a me to product, where they should start? I mean, where, where should you start as a, as a brand owner right now on Amazon? in terms of this is the first step you should take towards being different than the rest um, and really build something that long-term is really going to add value right and focusing on yeah. it today. Yeah. So it's all about positioning. Mm. And positioning your, you know, there's two levels of this, I guess. There's your product positioning and then there's, mm -hmm. there's your brand positioning. Mm -hmm. So if we think about product positioning because we're thinking about somebody who's just starting out, right, and mm -hmm. they're thinking about launching their first product, so bear in mind, yes, you're launching your first product, but you need to actually know what you're building, going to build out on the back of that, right? So I call the first product a keystone product. Mm -hmm. And the reason I call it that is I come from an, an ecology background. In ecology, we talk about keystone species. So for example, uh, the wolf is a keystone species. And when they reintroduced that to the Yellowstone National Park, the whole ecosystem thrived because it, it, it helped to restore the ecosystem. Yeah. When your first product is your keystone product, it is the product around which you're gonna build your brand. So it's a product that makes sense for your customers perhaps to enter your niche into. So let's just pretend that you, you're building a brand. Let's say it's a, uh, a brand of knitting products because that's your passion. Mm -hmm. You're gonna launch your first product. How are we gonna differentiate your first product and how are we gonna make it unique? Well, there's a few things we can think about. We can think about its function, so what it does. We can think about the way that it looks. We can think about the pricing. We can think about the way that you present it. We can think about the way that you um, brand it. And we can think about uh, the way that you position it in terms of uh, on a sliding scale from sort of, you know, um, commodity yeah. all the way up to luxury, right? So let's say you're launching a, a set of knitting needles that are uh, especially designed for people with arthritis so that's easier for them mm -hmm. immediately standing out but then how else are we going to get unique you know perhaps you're going to uh, make it visually different and more appealing than your competitors perhaps you're very good at copy and you're going to write more compelling copy than your competitors you can have better imagery than your competitors you're going to stand out because you're actually putting it at a premium price point you're solving a particular problem to do with arthritis that your competitors aren't solving. You get the idea, right? Yeah. So, so, so when you're starting out, you really need to be making sure that you're positioning your product and then overall your brand in a way that stands out from the crowd. doesn't mean you have to do something brand new no one has thought about. Of course, there might be other people out there yeah. with a brand of knitting products for people with arthritis. 
but you can aspire to do it better or make it slightly different than them and make it unique to you and your audience. Yes. And and I think something that that I like about this approach, as you call it, the the, the center of, of the whole ecosystem, is that I think this approach is the, the nice thing, and I see this is another mistake I see a lot with people selling on Amazon, is that when they launch the first product, they don't really have a vision for what is going to be my catalog five, 10 years from now. So they launch a product that maybe has some good numbers, but as you say, they don't really think, okay, what extra accessories I can put that I can upsell these accessories to my initial product or what kind of activities could complement my product with. And they don't really study the avatar. They are only focused on the on the numbers they see on the Chrome extension, the revenue, the lack of reviews, et cetera, and the launcher. But I agree, they don't really focus on that ecosystem, which is, which is super important. Um, and being said that, I also wanted to ask you, like, right now when it comes to um, selling on Amazon, um, and when it comes to launching a, a brand, would you say it's very important um, to have this like outlining from the very beginning to understand where you're going in terms of how you're gonna do the upselling of those accessories down the line, how you're gonna create the community, or would you say this is more a process that you need to understand the basics of what is your community and then you build the step by step? Like, what is usually the best approach right now? Because again, it's something complicated, you know. To, to exactly. Really, it, yeah. You hit the nail on the head there. Complicated. Um, yeah. What I don't want to do is overwhelm people and mm. make them try to think that they need to be an expert at absolutely everything when they start out. It's not realistic. Yeah, so yeah. I often talk about, you know, beginning with the end in mind and understanding what you're building for an end goal and, and to sell it and all that good mm -hmm. stuff. That is true. And that wants to be on your radar, but you don't want to get distracted mm. by that. I like to yeah. call it just in time learning. I mm. think I learned that phrase from Scott and Volker on The Amazing Seller back in the day, right? Mm -hmm. um, one of the OGs. And, yeah. and basically, it means, you know, focus on what is in front of you now, the next few steps, rather than the entire, yeah. you know, The things that you can see right now. Yeah. Exactly, exactly, right? And worry about the other stuff later. So, yes, it's important to think about building a community and how you're going to build your, your tribe of people that mm -hmm. love and support mm -hmm. your brand. But... Focus on what you can do now. So, for example, let's say you're starting out and you've mm -hmm. been researching your product and developing it with your manufacturers. And mm -hmm. now you've, you've placed your first order with your manufacturers and it's on a boat. And it's going to take six or eight weeks to get to, you know, Europe or the U.S. or whatever. Mm -hmm. Well, use those six or eight weeks to engage with your community. Mm -hmm. document, document the journey. Tell them about your product development. Give them helpful, compelling, free, engaging, useful information that makes them know, like, and trust you as the face of your brand and your, your brand more generally. Get inside your community. Where do they hang out? Facebook groups or Discord or subreddit groups? Give them value there and become a trusted member of the community and they will rally around you and your brand and they will support you. Mm -hmm. And people will, will listen and they'll say, but Ben, this does not scale. But of course it doesn't scale. You're starting out. Like, yeah. it's not supposed <laughs> to scale yet. You're Takes literally time. just starting. Takes time. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. It's not supposed to scale. When yeah. you are doing millions of dollars in revenue, of course, you're not going to be responding to millions of comments yeah. on Reddit. Of course. Yeah. But you will have a team who will be, you know, doing incredible things in DMs on Instagram and all that kind of fun stuff that I spoke about at Seller Sessions. Mm -hmm. But when you start out, yeah, you definitely still want to be building the community, but it's about doing what you, focusing on what you can do now. Can mm -hmm. you magically reach a zillion people on Instagram or TikTok? Well, or maybe if you get lucky and you produce something mm -hmm. viral, 
what's more realistic is to actually interact one-to-one -one with people who are probably going to support you when you launch. Yes. In fact, when, when I remember uh, having a look at, um, you know, your past brand, Best Gear, and having a look at what you did with uh, social media and everything, I, I mean, I can definitely see how that was one of the biggest uh, pillars uh, towards the success that the brand had, that you really had that tribe of people that really, they were proud of using the product. They were taking pictures and generating very genuine content, which is, I think that's something that has been changing as well in the space. Like people is getting tired of that visual content that looks so professional, high end and everything. Like people want to see real people, like me, yeah. like me too people, like people I see in the supermarket, people I see yeah. in the gym, like no, a super top model that is not realistic. Uh, and I feel trying to do that, regardless of which one is your niche, I think that's where really you can build that, that thing that's extra because at the end of the day, you know, every single niche I bet there's always that that kind of tribe uh, hunger. Like people want to feel that they belong to something and they really have somebody to, you know, to feel proud of, of doing, of using, etc. And I feel like, yeah, I, I just I just think that what you did with Best Gear was amazing. I haven't seen a lot of brands doing it. And and that's why I 100% agree that they, you know, that's a must nowadays on brands. In fact, if you see all the brands that are, are succeeding right now on Amazon, the ones that are having amazing exits, uh, most of them, they have, they're having that now. They're having that tribe. They're having that external community because, I mean, I, 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 yep. I mean, it, it's a must. I mean, you're seeing it. It, it that, totally is, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, and yeah. It makes a huge difference. I'll give you a couple yeah, yeah. of examples. Um, I recorded the two examples mm -hmm. of videos that I recorded on my phone. No, mm -hmm. three examples, right? If you'll, if you'll um, indulge me. And yeah. Anyone that was at Seller Sessions will, will know about two of them. Mm -hmm. The first one wasn't, I didn't present in seller sessions. Here's what I did. Um, I was getting tons and tons of messages from customers, um, both on the Amazon platform and through our website and email address. And they seemed to kind of assume in the way that they were speaking to us, I could tell that they thought we were some enormous corporation. Mm -hmm. And I knew that they would love it when they found out I was just some guy, right? Yeah. So I recorded a video of myself in my garage or garage. Um, surrounded by boxes of inventory yeah. and I posted this and pinned it to the top of the Facebook page. Wow. And then what okay. I did was I, in the first email in the welcome series, I gave them a direct link to that video. So two things happened. One is um, I, it made my Facebook page show up way more for other people who didn't mm -hmm. even like my page because it spiked the Facebook algorithm. Yeah. That post went semi-viral. And people were like, oh, wow, this is just like some guy. And he's just like me. Now I really li I liked the brand before. Now I love the brand, right? Because it's a guy like me. I can relate to it. Because mm -hmm. people people buy from brands, but they connect with people. So that's that was like, you know, I, I would say people should embrace quality content, but with a crappy medium. Like mm -hmm. a crappy video. On yes, I know. Yeah, the content is quality, but the medium is kind of crappy. Even though like phones yeah. produce really good quality, yeah, recording. because people get caught on the thing. Oh, I need to have the perfect yeah. light and the perfect yeah. camera. Totally. Like people don't really care about that. I mean, it's exactly. right. Yeah, and here's here's another example, and this is a great example of ex escaping the Amazon goldfish bowl. Yeah. So one of my products was a pair of boxing hand wraps. These are bandages mm -hmm. to go underneath your boxing gloves. And I wanted to give the customers a valuable piece of information to help them use the product properly. In other words, wrap their hands properly with the, with the hand wraps. So um, when they bought the product, there was a URL that said, you know, go to this or scan the code to get the uh, okay. user guide. And when they did that, they landed in a chat bot where I gave them the user guide, but also gave them a link to this helpful video. 
I recorded the video on my phone at my kitchen table. The video <laughs> has had 5 million views. Oh, now, yeah. I, I, but I did not sell 5 million hand wraps. No. Um, but I only drove traffic to that video to, you know, for my customers. So what happened? Well, I gave my customers helpful information. They liked the video and viewed it and they subscribed to my channel. So that gave YouTube a positive signal and they started to show my video to people who were not my customers, but were searching for how to wrap their hands for boxing. Those people also watched my video and liked it and subscribed. And guess what? They clicked the link in the description. They went back and bought the product on Amazon. Amazon loves external traffic. So I was now going to outrank my competitors who were stuck in the goldfish bowl. And because they're subscribed to my channel now, I can uh, show them other products and give them more helpful content yeah. to make them love me even more. So they're going to buy all my other products. And yes. all my competitors were just like, you know, I'd done this. They, they couldn't even, they didn't even know I was doing it. They couldn't keep up. <laughs> yeah. And I think, just trying to sell yeah. rubbish. <laughs> and I think the, the tough thing as well is that you're building an authority on a niche. So somebody that does boxing because they see you now putting this content that's very raw, very authentic. They start trusting you more with your products. And in the future, whatever accessory you release in the boxing niche, at least for this example, they will rather prefer your product on top of any huge brand because they already have built that link that they will never be able to have with you know, the huge brands or, or those me too brands in Amazon. So you're basically making that extra niche that is, I bet it's missing on most of these uh, categories. You, you see what I mean? So super yeah, powerful. It, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, completely right. Yep. Yeah. So um, now this thing of building the community outside of, um, of Amazon, um, you know, of course it's super powerful, but at the same time, uh, you know, it's something that takes time especially at the mm. beginning because you don't have the momentum of sales you don't have the you don't have realistically the volume to build the, the community fast enough so i wanted to ask you are, are there any specific th tips you would advise when it comes to outside of amazon when it comes to building these communities because again if you're only relying let's say on the inserts that you're getting uh, on the packaging to mm -hmm. start building that community it might take a um longer you know initially so yeah what are some of your takes to start being that outside of amazon with other strategies like in influencers uh, and things yep. like that that maybe you yeah. can recommend yeah completely so yeah you're right it's kind of like a two-way street isn't it you're, you're trying to acquire customers on amazon so that you can engage with them off of amazon and and yeah you might turn them into even micro influencers mm -hmm. um you might get user generated content from them but how can we start the other way around like outside of amazon yeah. first right mm -hmm. really good point so um, I'm a big fan of documenting your journey, documenting what you're doing. So mm -hmm. let me give you an example. I'm launching a baby brand later this year. We'll be launching on Kickstarter. Mm -hmm. We are documenting everything that we're doing and we're going to share it completely openly in two nice. ways. One, we're going to share it with um, people who are potentially going to be our customers. So that's parents. So in the appropriate parents groups and the channels on which they are active, we'll be showing how we've developed the product. We'll even mm. be showing up like safety testing the product and setting it on fire nice. to show it's like wow. the okay. all the all this fun stuff right okay. because we've got a story to tell and people will engage with that and be more likely to buy from us or and they will love that story that you are struggling as a parent and then you fix the pro yourself exactly. Like that yeah exactly yeah. right so that's part of it the other yeah. thing that we're going to do is actually we're going to share that story with the e-commerce community for two reasons one is because when we share what we're doing, we are indirectly calling out the fake gurus who don't share what they're doing, mm -hmm. either because they're not doing anything or what they are doing is like a failure. 
Yeah. Um, but also because, hey, I'm pretty sure a significant proportion of the e-commerce community is parents. So, you know, a lot of them <laughs> want to buy it as well, right? Especially, yeah, yeah. Most, you know, how cool it is. Yeah. Um, so building, building the community is a huge one. The other is just creating helpful, compelling, useful, engaging, free information that positions you as an authority and makes them know, like, and trust you. Um, mm -hmm. It's classic Gary V jab, 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 right hook stuff. This is not rocket science, which is why yeah. it bamboozles me when people don't do it. Mm -hmm. So write good articles, create good video content, and put it in front of your people where they are. So they go to their Reddit groups, go to their discords, go to Facebook That's groups, right. um, run ads to it. You know, I'm a big fan of um, podcasting for brands. Mm -hmm. So, you know, build, build a podcast related to the niche of your brand. Yeah. Make your brand the sponsor. Talk about your brand occasionally, but obviously it, it's not about that. It's about delivering value. And then I'm, I've got various growth hacks people can use if they want to rank their podcast better. That's going to bring in a ton of leads who are going to know, like, and trust you and your brand, and they're going to buy from you. Your competitors on Amazon aren't doing that. So it doesn't even need to be that you end up having an enormous podcast, provided yeah. you're sending some traffic to Amazon. That's enough, that. yeah. It's enough because your competitors aren't doing it. So anything yeah. over and above what your competitors are, going to, are doing is going to make a difference. Yes, yes, yes. I think actually the podcast ideas is a very interesting one because I, I mean, in the example of the baby curry, you could just do like a podcast that talk about, I don't know, reviewing baby products. You just do yeah. episodes where you review the latest product and you have your baby with you and you play it around. And, and these things are like, you know, something that I bet you're not going to find the space. And if you combine that with the documenting of the of the journey and and I think that's super powerful. And if you put that in video format and images in your listing and all that, I mean that that could be definitely huge right on the same copy uh, paste images that you're gonna find on Amazon that everybody does with now with AI uh, <laughs> cameras yeah, uh, and all of that. Completely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I'm probably yeah. gonna start a podcast for new dads. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And and you yeah. know what? Guess what? The, a lot of the listeners will leave after six months because they're not new dads anymore but yeah, guess exactly. what there's new dads every single minute of every single day and yeah. a lot of them are like i know what it's like to be new dad you're like oh my god this is insane yeah. and a lot of them are probably going to be typing into their podcast app like new dads advice and they're going to yes. come across my podcast and then they're going <laughs> to be like showing their wife or girlfriend hey check out these products that they're talking about on this podcast this is kind of cool Right. Yeah. My competitors aren't doing that. Yes, for sure. For sure. And I think something that on top of the podcast, which is, again, it comes down to creating the repetition of content out, out of the community and building the reputation. Something that I also like a lot about um, your strategy was how you were combining these um, um, bots the, with the chats, the many chats. Yeah. Like so that's something that I think people were using like a couple of years back, but they were not using it really for customer experience. They were just using it for giveaways, which is a completely different thing. Yep. So yeah, maybe maybe tell us a little bit about how that helped you, you know, yeah. with the brand. Because I feel like nowadays people is definitely lacking that kind of engagement. Like people maybe just put an email on there, like email us if you have an issue or a simple video tutorial, but they don't really follow that chain. A yep. effect that you did with your brand, you know, so maybe you can give us some insights about that as well. Absolutely. Yes. So many people are not taking advantage of, of, of chatbots because they kind of, I don't know, maybe they think they're, think they're dead because they were all the rage <laughs> in like 2018, 19 for, uh, yeah. for rebates mm -hmm. and stuff. Um, I never did that. 
here's what it is. Um, imagine you bought my product. Okay. Let's say it's, yeah, let's just go back to the boxing hand wraps product, yeah. but it could be any, right? You bought yeah. that. Um, and uh, there's a, 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 an insert and a, a URL with a QR code. You can choose which you like to go get a user guide. But that takes you direct to my chatbot. Now, mm-hmm. the first thing I'm going to do in the chatbot is give you the user guide because that's what I promised to give you. So it's just going to say, hey, you know, here's the user guide I promised. You click on it and you get the guide. And the guide is just like a PDF hosted on my website. Mm-hmm. Now, if I really want to, I could actually put that behind an email gate. It's going to um, mean two things. One is when you land on the website page to put your email address, I can, email address in, I can pixel you. So now I yeah. can show you ads around the internet. I can follow two, you around. <laughs> yeah, two, I get your email address, of course, and so I can email market to you. Now it's going to add a little resistance and my conversion rate is going to drop, but a lot of people mm-hmm. want that user guide. So it's not a bad idea. Yeah. Then uh, if I want to, I can also give you the video and we spoke about that already, which drives you to YouTube. Then I'm going to say, um, you know, we're here if you, if you need any help, um, mm-hmm. if you have any problems, email us because I, I would rather deal with that outside of Facebook messenger in our emails. Yes. So I'm mm-hmm. going to give you an email address to contact us and I'm probably going to offer you a discount code to use. And uh, it's up to me where, where you, where I drive that. I could drive up to my website. I could drive it mm-hmm. to Amazon. Maybe I've just launched on Walmart. I'm going to actually take you off Amazon onto Walmart. You know, yeah. well, I can be wherever I want. I'm a big fan of driving it to your own website because then you can own the relationship. And actually the link that I put to take you to my website could be preloaded with a discount which will mm-hmm. increase conversion and uh, which was a nice tip you actually show at uh, the presentation like exactly. the one with the coupon and everything yeah yeah exactly preload it um and i'm also the i'm just going to finish off the chat by asking you to uh, follow us or like us on on social media and i'll give you a link to like our main channel maybe it's instagram mm-hmm. or tiktok or whatever because i want my brand to be i want to cross pollinate as many channels as possible i want to i want you to be pixeled i want to be you to be in my chatbot so i can launch products there I want you to be on my email list so I can market to you there. I mm-hmm. want you to um, be watching my YouTube videos, be subscribed there, maybe my podcast if I've got one. I want to be everywhere and be top of mind because you bought product A, you bought the box and hand wraps. When you're ready to buy some focus mitts or a punch bag, I want you to remember my brand. And, and you I know that I sell it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and you know I sell it. You know that, that, that the boxing hand wraps were good quality. You know I know what I'm talking about because I've been delivering you helpful content everywhere. Yeah, so you, you see me like, mm. Yeah. The service that you received when you emailed us to solve a small question was fantastic, right? And you might buy, from, you might buy it on Amazon. You might buy it on my website. I don't really care as long as you buy it from me. And that's pretty much it. Show up, yeah. deliver value. And the thing is, it's the compound. People want an immediate ROI. They want to get rich quick scheme, which is what the BS Yeah, go to AliExpress, get a, a, a phone yeah. case, flip it on Amazon. Oh like, my yeah. goodness. I can't believe that these, even people are still talking about that, but unfortunately they are. Yeah. But it's the compounding effect of showing up and doing this day after day after day that makes a difference. And that's yes. why eventually I hit this critical mass where the flywheel was spinning fo- so fast it was unstoppable. My competitors couldn't keep up. I absolutely crushed them. And it was very clear why then somebody wanted to buy my business. Yes, yes. Um, now, just to start concluding on today's episode, something that uh, I've been getting this question a lot, and I'm going to ask you because I know you're an expert on this field, 
is when somebody's looking for exiting, right? Mm. How important are all these things into, you know, the multiplier you're going to get out of your business? Because I get constantly now these questions like, oh, should I start opening my Walmart division, my Shopify division, all these social media, uh, TikTok shopping, etc. Because, you know, now, uh, uh, you know, people that in, uh, want my potential buy my brand, the they more channels they see, maybe it's more interesting. But I actually wanted to ask if that's the case, if you are seeing now, um, people that invest on, on Amazon business, they want to have a brands that have a, a big community outside of Amazon, or you still see them being very Amazon focused when it comes to a strategy? What have you seen right now? You know, all of this stuff does matter because mm. if, for, for a couple of reasons. One, if we're just going to think, if, if we're purely going to think about the numbers for a second, your revenue mm. and profit and mm-hmm. your growth, well, your revenue and your profit and your growth are all going to increase when you do all these things because you're going to sell more stuff, right? Yeah. Okay. By your uh, expenses as well. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> huh? The expenses as well are going to go up uh, a lot if you start doing all these extra channels, especially sure, next year. But, but as, you scale, yeah. as yeah. you scale, that comes down. And as you scale, your cost, your cost of goods decreases. Ultimately, it's an investment. It's, 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 yeah. it's, it's going to make your business bigger and more profitable. So that's part of Mm-hmm. Part B is, you know, you can't just say, okay, your Instagram following is X and mm-hmm. your number, your email list is Y and that's worth whatever. But what you, you can say is the buyer isn't just buying your trailing 12 months performance. They're buying your future. Mm-hmm. And the future is a lot brighter when you have all of these assets, because which you can clearly obviously demonstrate because you have the growth, right? You have a year on your growth, which you've developed from all these assets. So when you have all this in place, the clear path for a buyer to have a positive trajectory with your business and experience a lot of growth with it is there because of all of these external elements that you've put together outside of the Amazon goldfish bowl. That's right. Yeah. So can you necessarily slap a value on this work? No. Does it make a difference? Hell yeah, it does. Yes, good, good. Yeah, I just wanted to conclude with that because, um, yes, it's something that I bet you get this question a lot and, and I, yeah. I feel it's going to add value to people listening to this episode because, you know, people, you know, are struggling. If, if the ones especially that do only Amazon, like only Amazon strategy, as you said, they're inside the goldfish and, and they always uh, want to know what is the next thing? How do I keep improving as a business owner? How do I keep expanding my brand yeah. outside of Amazon? And I just wanted to get uh, that out there for them. So, but yes, Ben, I mean, uh, thank you very much for being here uh, with me today. I think we had a very interesting conversation. All these, uh, you know, very insightful tips from you. So I appreciate that. Uh, before Pleasure. we conclude, um, you know, tell us a little bit about your company, uh, you know, Econ Brokers, how, how people can get in contact with you. And, and we conclude with that. Sure. Yeah, so Econ Brokers is the brokerage I founded with my co-founder, Allison, uh, in late 2020. Uh, Allison mm-hmm. owns the probably the best, definitely the best uh, e-commerce accountancy firm in the UK. They're called Mint Accounting. And she mm-hmm. saved the day when the broker I used uh, made a colossal error on my business uh, when I was preparing to sell it. So um, that was fantastic. And so mm-hmm. we did the obvious thing and made a better brokerage. Um, awesome. Now we help e-commerce business owners all over the world. 
we've got John Durkitz in North America, who is uh, ex-Amazon and ex-Forum brands. Um, mm-hmm. he, he comes to the table as well. So between us, we have everything covered, accountancy, mergers and acquisitions. We own and operate our own brands, bought and sold our own brands. And that's why we can help people plan their exits over a long period of time, whether it's three months or 24 months, to get you ready to get the best possible deal. You know, we're, we're, we're a bespoke boutique firm who take your business seriously rather than some flipping website. So that's ecombrokers.co.uk. Um, go mm-hmm. there, click on the big button to uh, get, get things kicked off sure. and we'll help you. And then I'm going to throw in a little shameless plug. Um, I'm writing <laughs> a book. It's called Quit Stalling and Build Your Brand. It's mm. a set of timeless principles for building a successful e-commerce business, even if you have no experience. It's that's the book good. I wish I'd always had. Um, it's coming out in October. So nice. if you go to benleonard.pro slash book, you can get yep. on the waiting list and there'll be a whole bunch of free bonuses and a discount as well when the book launches. Nice. Benleonard.pro slash book. Good. Yeah, I'm going to make sure to check it out for sure, 100%. And I'm going to make sure as well for other listeners to put all this in the notes so you can find all these links. Uh, yes, Ben, thank you very much for being here. I'm pretty sure this one is just going to be the one of the more any uh, episodes we're gonna do together i mean you know every single year things change and there's always something yeah, absolutely. to talk about so thank you for being on the show man it's been a pleasure yeah pleasure i'll see you next week in estonia yeah see you next week <laughs> bye bye man thanks for listening to the e-commerce lab by ecomc be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode while you are at it We would appreciate it if you could leave an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. That will make it easier for others to find out about the show and benefit from it. Want more? Visit our website at www.ecomc.com where you can get your first consultation for free. Or find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at ecomc.com.